What's why is your hand all red? What happened? Uh, I uh, got into a little accident yesterday what on uh, Sunday. What happened? Ah uh, man, I was on one of those electric scooters. <laughs> of course, downtown, you were. Of and it was a little slick outside. A little slick outside, and uh, it was kind of trafficy because the Twins game had just gotten out, and a car like came and like came because the bike lane is very is like right next to the actual like car lane yeah and i guess i was riding too close to like the car lane and the car came and just like it was something about like the way that like when when a car whizzes by it, it creates that like that wind effect mm-hmm. and so that that wind force like kind of pushed me off and i couldn't uh, maintain uh control and i i fell kind of i i ate it with my hands straight mm-hmm. down so i got scraped up here I, I bruised my thumb pretty badly on this hand you can see a few yeah. cuts and stuff yep uh, I cut my finger on the back of the back of my finger. See it, right? Um, and uh, yeah, but luckily I didn't break anything, so I'm very thankful for that. Well, happy you're okay. Just gotta risk it for the biscuit sometimes, you know. It is the two gods and a goose show we still exist we do we're off our hiatus our summer vacation um we're back sham we are back and better and wetter than ever uh that's inappropriate took about seven seconds for you to be inappropriate so that's that means we're officially back new record we have a lot to get to today um you know usually we we take a couple months in the summer because it's kind of you know we're we're kind of a basketball would you say we're kind of a basketball podcast for the most part that's i mean yes yeah, so we usually will will go on our summer vacations and kind of disconnect from uh, the goose. And yeah, now we're getting close to NBA season, and we've heard everyone you know complain and and beg for a pod, and you know call us all types of names. Um, shout out to Joe Nardone who's been horrendous to us over the last couple months. Uh, so we we came back because we the next episode is going to be our Halloween episode, and people uh, you know last year's Halloween episode was raved about. So we wanted to kind of hit you guys with one. We didn't want to come back, Sham, with just the Halloween. It was too, that would be too much for people. We just came back from our vacation with the Halloween episode. You know what I mean? Consider this the foreplay of the Halloween episode. And we have some cool stuff for the Halloween episode, but we'll get to that uh, in a bit. But cool show today. Um, before we get started, let's uh, plug iTunes, Stitcher, um, and we have a new sponsor as well. Yeah, you can find our pod on iTunes. Uh, Stitcher for our Android friends. You can also find it on both platforms through iHeartRadio. Very proud to have them as a partner. And we have a new partner and a new sponsor. Yes. Um, Debut. Hold on. Right. We're, we're debuting it on this episode. You've been teasing it. I saw you tease it yeah, on social I, media yeah. a little bit. So I've been teasing it on social media. Like a lot of uh, eye emojis and thinking, uh, you know, the the thinking emojis with the, with yeah. the hand on the, on right, the chin. Right, right, So here it is, the debut. Our new sponsor is SeatGeek. So if you have any need or for any event, whether it's sports or otherwise, uh, if you use promo code SHAM, that's S-H-A-M, you get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Wow, that's a huge deal. And I and I appreciate and, and I give you kudos for being appropriate with the promo code because i know you get to um you know you know they give you the choice to pick the promo codes obviously knowing you of course you made it your name on brand for you 
but I applaud you for not making it, you know, inappropriate in that standpoint. Because you have done that before, let's be honest. Yeah, I think almost every one has been inappropriate. But with four letters, without it being extremely vulgar, you know, it was, it was difficult to work with. So yeah, yeah. I use sham. So. But on brand to use your name, obviously. Of course, um, I'm not going to use our show. Uh, we have a lot to get to, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask you uh, for what we do every, you know, the beginning of every episode. We have to figure out what sham's drinking. So uh, let the people know, what are you, what are you drinking tonight? So I am using a highball glass which for those who are uncultured um is a tall is a tall glass with high sides very thin um and in it i i I had a couple ice cubes uh with a little bit of uh tito's vodka a new sponsor Mm -hmm. for us um so yeah some some tito's vodka and i had a little bit of club soda i put that in there um, and I didn't have any limes or lemons, so I just am drinking it like that. And I'm enjoying it, and I hope you are enjoying it as well. We're going to get to some football stuff. Um, you know, there, there's a couple things I want to touch on. Uh, but, I, you know, I kind of wanted to start the show. We've been on vacation for the last two months, Sham. You know, people have kind of been been DMing us and asking us, you know, what have we done for our summer? So, so really, I, I just wanted to start the show off with – a recap of your summer vacation because you are the clown that drives the sh- the, the show. You drive the bus, um, mm-hmm. and right. you know everybody loves you. So I kind of wanted to start out with a, a segment we were going to call "How Was Sham's Summer Vacation." Yeah, to answer it plainly, it was good. Um, I took a trip out to Seattle, um, a very beautiful city. First time there. You, yeah, your first Gorgeous. time in the Northwest, right? First time in the Northwest. Yeah, a beautiful city, uh, very clean. Uh, way more hilly than I thought it was going to be, uh, but luckily the uh, the stigma of it being a rainy and gray city was not apparent when I was there. Um, it was very sunny and blue skies, and the weather could not have been better. It was about 75 and sunny the entire time. Like about two hours east of there, we camped out uh, at the Gorge, which is a music festival or like a music venue, and heard a couple. The outdoor bands out venue, there. yeah, an outdoor, an venue. outdoor venue, right? Yep, and it's a beautiful venue. It is the most beautiful musical venue I've been to in my life, um, and it was fun. So I had a good time, uh, and uh, I've been. I've been, you know, working out, trying to stay fit for you guys. I know how important my vocal cords are, so I've been making sure to call Keith on a yes. weekly basis yep. to see if we have a show. And the answer is no, because he's been traveling uh, left and right or just plainly ignoring me. Uh, so that's how my there vacation we was. There we are. It took us a couple minutes, but already throwing me under the bus. That's outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I was going to start some NFL stuff, but I see you just wrote on our sheet. You just got the first segment for the show, right? Well, how was Sham's summer vacation? Now you want the second to be about you. So this is going to be a segment we're going to call What's Bothering Sham this week. So, I mean, it's been it, this has been bothering me for uh, weeks now. It's been about three weeks. It's been on my mind. But since we haven't had a show, um, I've had to kind of hold this in uh, like a shaken up bottle. And now I'm about to erupt. Uh, so... I just want to cover uh, football, which is a dying sport, but I do not understand why after 60 minutes of hard, aggressive, violent, blood, sweat, and tears spilled on that field, why it has to end in a tie. I don't know any other sport that ends in a tie, and if it does, it's not a great sport. If in that moment you're fighting so hard to win and be a champion at something, why does it end in a tie? What good is that? Do we teach our kids nowadays that ties are okay? Because it's not. The Lions and the Cardinals in week one finished in a 27-27 tie. And as the weeks progress, we know which team is better. It's the Lions because they're 2-0 and and the Cardinals are 0-2-1. and uh, And that one tie is 
just enough to make the Lions look worse than they actually are and make the Cardinals look better than they actually are, when in reality, we would have figured out who the better team was had they just played until there was a winner. And that's what I don't understand. And we don't ever crown any any winner of anything. Uh, uh, you know, there's just no there's no concept of a tie in 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 my mind, or in the history of sports. So that's what's been bothering me first and foremost. Okay, so you so you just did the locked on Pistons hijacking right there, right? That was slick. We thought you were going to start off with uh, you know ties are bothering me. But on brand, Champ. See, this is what, guys, this is what he did during basketball season. You saw him hijack the Wii, and we talked about it in the last episode. And now you see, I need to, I'm also going to get, and, and I thought about this after the last episode, and shout out to everybody that gave us good feedback off the of last episode, which really was a uh, relationship counseling episode. Would you agree with that, Sham? It was basically like kind of a, you know, us in counseling. We got to do a show that was in counseling, basically, right? Counseling session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counseling session. Yeah, get near the mic. Uh, we're doing yeah, a, a counseling show. Session. Yeah. Uh, so in the NBA season, you hijack it to get your locked on Pistons with um, Laz for an hour and forty five minutes, and he's leaning back in his in his chair right now because he knows he knows I know all his dirty tricks. He pretended to just smoke like it's a, he has a pen in his mouth. He's leaning back in his chair and he's pretending to smoke the pen right now, and he has his hands up like, yeah, what? So he, here? you literally just wanted to get your Lions taken right there. That's all you wanted to do. You're a Lions fan. Um, if I put you on a lie detector test, you'd probably have the Lions in the top three as far as NFL teams right now. They're undefeated. So really, your beef wasn't with ties. It's that the Lions, in typical Lions fashion, had a tie to start their season uh, in Arizona. But why do ties even exist? Had, we, had that never even been a concept, then we'd know genuinely which team is better. I don't disagree with that, but that wasn't the point of your thing. Your point was, this would not be something that was bothering you. You wouldn't be talking about ties if your team had not tied in week one. I mean, we're undefeated. So at this point, like, I'm just trying to get the exposure that I can because right now they had us ranked below the the Vikings and the Packers and the power rankings, which brings me to the next thing that's bothering me this week. Oh, Jesus Christ. Rankings. Rankings are bothering me this week because today uh, I think ESPN or some other basketball outlet posted a top 100 uh, NBA players going into this season, and they listed Zion Williamson at 42. 42. I had a 58 other NBA players without even playing a single minute in the NBA. Zion Williamson, a, a, a pillar of physicality and has a body chiseled like a, like, like a Greek god. Uh, he's now in New Orleans, okay? Gumbo's pretty good. The food down there is fried. It's pretty damn good. Give me an offseason in, in New Orleans and I guarantee I'll lose my physical stature as well. Zion is no different. He's going to be full of gumbo. Are you really sure he's going to be 42nd in the NBA? Going in, like the first, in the first minute of the season, is he going to be the 42nd best player to step on the court at the start of the NBA season? I don't know, but I like gumbo. And that's fine. He can like gumbo, but why are people rating him at 42? I can clearly tell we've been off for two months because you are just... You got to think, honestly, and, pe- and people that, that follow you on Twitter... Um, they know what you are, and, and I think I what did I call you in the last episode? A, a hot take, a um, genius. Oh, hot take vomit machine, basically. So oh, yeah, you've much. been basically, you know, hold up for two months, not being able to get it. So I'm giving you some space on this episode, but so far, we've talked about uh, the lions, and that's it. Like you, you come on. I talked about gumbo too and Zion. I, I I pretty much covered the main stories of the week. Rankings exist to upset people like you. Well, why even have them in the first place then? To upset people like you. Well, it worked. 
Zion should be like 50 or something. Like, why is he 42? So, he's so, ahead of Clay Thompson, so rankings, ahead of Andre So Drummond. rankings are stupid, but then you just ranked Zion. I mean, if you, if you add, like, he's probably going to be like the 50 or the 60 or the best person on the floor minute one. But 40, 42, that's a little bit too high, you know? Clay Thompson's ranked below him. Andre Drummond's ranked below him. You just said that. Rankings are stupid, and then you just doubled down on ranking people. That's what just occurred. If he was ranked appropriately, maybe I wouldn't be so angry. But he's not, and he's full of gumbo now that he's a full offseason in New Orleans. And maybe he is, but I, I highly doubt it. If you've had gumbo, you know. It's hard to be, it's hard to be top 50 in anything when you're full of gumbo. I want to get to some NFL stuff. I don't know where we would start in the NFL other than the saga that has been Antonio Brown. Kind of run down this, because this has been a really bizarre story to me, and that 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 league in general is a bizarre league. In 2018, uh, there was an altercation between Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and Antonio Brown ended it by throwing a football at Big Ben's head um, and then subsequently skipped practice for the rest of the uh, rest of the year uh, through that Week was, 17. But that was late in the season, right? Because we're talking through about a 17. year ago. They're really Antonio you know, Brown was still viewed as a good guy. And, and actually, everybody was on his side at, the, at, at this point still there because right. Big Ben has this negative stigma. It's well deserved. No, he's a jackass. Uh, Let's call he's, it what he's, it is. Yeah, he's a jackass. Um, right, but. Uh, but Antonio Brown was still a fan favorite, uh, very similar to how Le'Veon Bell was when he was being essentially ousted from from Pittsburgh. Um, in February 2019, he he tweeted or wrote on Facebook or something like that. He said it's time to move on from the Steelers and then subsequently was traded to Oakland in March of 2019. So fast forward to July of this year, um, he, he had a, a botched cryotherapy uh, session yeah, where this, it led this to— This was bizarre, man. He posted the pictures on— it was social gross. media. Yeah, it was gross. So he was basically in the he chamber. He froze his feet. Yeah, he basically froze his feet. Yeah, he had he had frostbite on his feet. Um, and at the same time this was happening, he was quarreling with both the Raiders and the NFL over a, a, a helmet change, um, which at the time I actually understood his, his issue because mm-hmm. you play so many years in the league wearing one type of helmet. And you see through the helmet in a certain way. And if you change brands or change change masks or change styles of helmet, it's going to look and feel different every single time. So uh, it, it, I, I understood his hesitation. Right. I think he took it a bit too far, but I did understand. Like, that's where you make your money, you know? Mm-hmm. If 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 you're a, if you work at a desk and somebody says you gotta switch out your laptop and use something else, like use a Mac instead of a PC or a PC instead of a Mac, you're going to be thrown off, right? Right. So I understood that. Um, so, uh, because of the helmet issue and because of other, you know, personal issues, uh, he was suspended by the Raiders, uh, for week one and he did not like that. And he said, release me. And that's what they did. And the Patriots hopped on that. Uh, shortly after he was signed, he had the sexual assault allegations come up, but the Patriots continued to stick with him. Uh, Tom Brady actually force fed him a touchdown, like a make a wish kid. Um, and then after that, Antonio Brown uh, uh, got released by the Patriots. So what Apparently we've learned after two two months of vacation is you're still horribly bad at this because I feel like that was the worst rundown ever. You didn't mention him making the uh, the video in uh, that he dropped uh, before. We had John Gruden on tape on the video. You didn't yes. talk about that. You left out pretty much the most relevant parts of the story. That's why he got released by the Raiders. Um, well, I'm just trying to leave out the inconsequential details because you did mention before I even started to give you the cliff notes. The Antonio Brown thing is really, really weird to me, man, because y- you're sitting here 
um, you know, I don't know if he's the best receiver in football, but he's certainly in the top three or four. You know, everyone would agree with that. Um, and, and he really just self-destructed and shot himself in the foot over and over and over again. I mean, this is, you know, I saw somebody, Adam Schefter, quoted a, a Patriots, an anonymous executive for the Patriots, and just said, you know, them releasing was pretty much just self-destruction. You know, you think of a dude that's a top three receiver in the game that really didn't have much. But last year at this time, he really wasn't, he was still viewed as a good guy, didn't have anything. He was a fan favorite. Everybody was on his side. Right. And so, like you said, the Big Ben thing, you understand, because everyone has a problem with Big Ben. Le'Veon had a problem with Big Ben. Big Ben's a jackass. That's commonly known. Yeah. But then he kind of turned after that and turned into a, you know, got this self-destructive um, thing going on and and you know he he wrecked 30 million dollars in Oakland and then went to New England and and you know there was a lot of stuff that came up in New England being New England you know they'll tell you to your face oh we don't care about that but they just want to win so they uh sign him there bring him in there and and the funny thing for me man and and this really just kind of covers it for me with the Antonio Brown thing is he really just shot himself out of 30 million dollars because he couldn't put his phone down. In essence, that's really what he did. Because he had that money with Oakland, couldn't put his phone down. Made the video, recorded Gruden, did all this stuff. Recorded getting cut, calling his grandma. Couldn't put his phone down. Phone down. He goes to New England. Gets $30 million again, if not more money, if he would have just shut his mouth and played, played the game of football. right? Which, which is what he did pre-last year. He did that for the whole time. He never had any problems. Couldn't put his phone down in New England. Gets into issues, tweets at the person who brings a civil case to him. I, that that's just mind-boggling to me. He's in a group text threatening the person that brought the civil case to him. He the, the Patriots and the NFL in general, and the and the NFL being the enablers enablers that they are on some of this stuff, basically made this as easy as possible for him to get paid and continue to play football if he just would have put his phone down. And he couldn't put his phone down. And that to me is mind-boggling. People said. When the New England thing came and the, and the video with him and his grandma talking came out, people were like, you know, oh, he set this up, he set this up. And I'm going, who are you guys looking at? Because this guy is not, he's not a, he's not a rocket scientist. Like, you know what I'm saying? He, he, this guy is mm-hmm. not, man, like you couldn't put your phone down and so you cost yourself $30 million. That's wild to me, Sham. And, and, and I think the most frustrating thing about this whole thing is that he is super talented and the NFL is a league where you can do just about anything and still get a second chance yep. and a third chance and a fourth chance. The only thing you really can't do, I mean, you can you can beat kids, you can kick girls in the chest, you can you can rape people, you can you can even murder somebody and get second chances in the NFL. The only thing you can't do is smoke weed, but he blew all of those chances. I wanted to transition because um I saw a story last week or rather saw this video. Um and and I want to throw this to you first because this 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 topic makes me really uncomfortable. I don't know if you heard the Paul Feinbaum um, audio about Cam Newton. Uh, just for those that don't know, because this is predominantly a basketball show, um, Paul Feinbaum is Sham. How would you describe Paul Feinbaum? He is a SEC uh, analyst. Yeah, he, he pretty much is strictly SEC um, for for ESPN. Um, but for some reason, they ask him opinions on other things, and it almost always goes poorly. So I, in the first place, I don't know why they asked him about Cam Newton. but So he said Cam Newton is done. Uh, you know, he's out. Cam is, is a, an MVP a few years ago. His team went 15-1. and one. 
He's dealing with injury after injury after injury. He's looked horrific this year. The the thing that got people upset about what fin- what Paul Feinbaum said was not that Cam Newton was done. It's that Cam Newton is done and Eli Manning still has something right. in the tank. Right, and that was where I was going to go. Right, and and I, I actually don't disagree with him in that Cam Newton is done, but I disagree in the fact that Eli Manning has something left in the tank. I think they're both done. Here's the thing, man, and and as I said, th- this topic makes me feel wildly uncomfortable um, because Paul Feinbaum ranted and raved about Eli Manning, who has been washed for the last eight years. Hasn't played well. He's for- been washed his whole life. I don't know how he, he has never fell backwards any- in a Super Bowl. He has never at any point been the best player on his team, right? And in all respect, he seems like a very good guy, and people have raved about, I'm sure um, smart. you know, his his um, you know leadership with Danny Dimes, who we'll get to in a few. Um, but Cam Cam Newton is 30 years old. Cam Newton is a former MVP. Cam Newton's team went to the Super Bowl. They were 15 and one. He's 30 years old. Eli Manning is 38 years old. And shout out to Jimmy Traina um, from Sports Illustrated. He responded to Paul Feinbaum's attacks on Cam Newton with. A, uh, a story on everything good Cam Newton has done. A lot of people don't really talk about that. A lot of times, I know his personality is, you know, kind of rah rah in your face. Even though he's basically does the same things Tom Brady does, but I understand that the way he does things is unfamiliar to a a part of the audience, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, shout out to Jimmy Trainer. It was a good article. If you guys didn't see that, go go read Jimmy Trainer. I wanted to uh, also talk about obviously the aside from these issues in the NFL, the the on field product. I feel like the 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 biggest talking point through week three has been the Cleveland Browns, a team that's been hyped in the offseason. They were going to be the next dynasty. I mean, they the sham. They were hyped like you they know were. this is the ne- this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. They picked up OBJ this summer. You know they're coming out the shoot now one and two. The offenses look constipated many, many times. There was a lot of rah-rah with this, man, and, and it's been kind of, you know, sputtering out the gate, and I wanted to get your two cents on on the Cleveland Browns. I mean, are they overhyped at this point? I mean, they've been overhyped. I mean, this whole season, they've been like Super Bowl favorites or something. I've seen some crazy stuff with them. And sure, they've added a bunch of talent. They've drastically improved from what they had before. But what they had before was damn near nothing. That's a team that barely won five or six games. Like, that's a it's it was a bad team before that got a lot better, but a lot better isn't isn't necessarily like vaulting them to the top of the NFL. I mean, they have a guy in Baker Mayfield who's has I I love his swagger. I love the fact that he wants to win. I think he brings a good attitude. But I think it's time to come back to reality. I mean, he's he's less like the MVP of the league and more like Johnny Menzel with the Hulu deal. I mean, like let's just pump the brakes on him. Yeah, I mean, I, it was funny. Um, I was in L.A. this past uh, weekend, and in the um, hotel bar, I overheard two guys talking, and and they were t- one of the guys was a Browns fan. The other guy said, "Oh, Baker, you know, great quarterback. Your you, your quarterback, great quarterback." And I just said to myself, "Do we know that he's great yet?" Because that was really the question all offseason to me, Sham. It, it was, you know, Baker's you know had a pretty good rookie season, and oh, he's arrived, and now they got OBJ and. You know, I'm like, well, where's the running game? Where's the defense? Where's getting off off the field on third down? Mm-hmm. But above that, I'm just like, oh, w- do we know that Baker's great yet, Sham? I, I don't think we know that yet, right? No, I mean, he hasn't really proven anything. I mean, with all that swagger, it only takes you so far until you start losing games. And then that swagger gets thrown in your face. If you have swagger and you start winning games, that's a different story. But he hasn't really done that yet. Um, he can with this with the talent on this roster. I think they could be a playoff team, which mm-hmm. is 
way better than what they've been in of the course, past 20 of years. Of course. I mean, their turnaround last year was was mind-boggling to go from, you know, what they went the year before, one win. They had one something crazy, one yeah. win, and then they got, what, six or seven last year. So that alone, yeah. if you talk about a plus six or seven wins in one year, you're talking about the franchise did good things. But the crowning and some of that, some of the, the crowning was done by them, set, by them internally. You know, this was something where the hype and everything, um, you know, if it didn't, if they are not a 10-6 and six team, which they don't appear headed to being a 10-6 and six team, I don't know, man. This is going to come down really, really rough on them because these dudes really kind of built it up. Like, you know, this was this was a little bit. It reminded me, and I can't stay away from the NBA, but it reminded me a little bit of one, two, not three championships, not four championships, not five championships. And to be fair to those guys, they won a couple championships, and that's great. But, you know, that hype machine, man, If in sports in general, if, that, if you, you hype that and you get the hype machine rolling and it doesn't live up to, which is uh, what, the, the expectations, which are always absurd, obviously, like we're going to win five, six, seven championships. Uh-huh. That's always absurd, really, in the real world. But when that hype machine, you get it fired up, man, and it doesn't exist or doesn't turn out, that gets a little hectic for you, man. Oh, I would say they're less like that Miami Heat team and more like the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett uh, Nets team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that good. was That would just, they, yeah, they made the playoffs, but they really didn't, they weren't really contenders for anything. And, yeah, there's a ton of hype going in that, oh, they got, you know, two championship guys over there. and eh, Right, no, no, no. And, and, and listen, man, we're only three weeks in. They're one and two. They could they could run off a bunch right now and get and get right back on it. And, and as you said, Absolutely. they have tons of talent on the team. So, um, you know, it's kind of still wait and see. It's really early. But if you're a Cleveland fan, you're a Baker fan, you're a fan of OBJ, you can't be loving what you've seen from the first three weeks from that team because the offense has really sputtered. They've looked really shaky, man. I mean, they have a guy named Chubb They're trying to get inches for them. Come on. <laughs> Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, I want to transition and talk about, you know, everyone's favorite quarterback through through three weeks in, in the season, even though he's only played in one game. Uh, that is your boy, and I know you were really excited. You just got, you just sat up in your chair. Let's talk about your boy Danny Dimes in New York, man. Uh, he's throwing dimes, man. He he was doing that in the preseason, which I I know it's preseason, but he was looking really good. And it's about time that Eli Manning, you know, got shown the bench, ride the pine for a bit. Time to mentor a new a, a new generation of quarterback uh, in in New York. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I, you know, he's an exciting guy right now. It's kind of wait and see. It's only been one game. It was a good comeback against a terrible team. Um, but, you know, it's New York, and I say this in basketball all the time. The, the, the NBA is better when teams like the Knicks and the Lakers, when those New York teams are, are and those Philly and those Boston teams, those major market teams are good, the whole sport as a whole is better. Two guys. Some people What's have the, an iron lung. Some people have iron buttocks. I have an iron stomach. That was weird. And a goose. You've never heard, you know, buns of... Oh, I guess it's steel, not iron. Buns of steel. This is the Two Gods and a Goose Show. Welcome back. This is Bartholomew Lemieux. And this is your news of the day. Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the House have begun impeachment inquiry on President Donald J. Trump. We'll see where that goes. The Coast Guard captured a sub carrying 165 million in cocaine. That's a lot of coke. And prosecutors say a man wore a shirt with his real name on it while trying to use stolen credit cards at Best Buy. Maybe it'll work at Circus City. And that was your news of the day. This is Bartholomew Lemieux signing off. Two guys.
cats and a goose. Wait, uh, a goose? Is this right? This is the two gods and a goose show. Oh, we're getting a little uh, investigative over here, huh? Yeah, yeah okay. we put on our. Don't you just put on your your um, old timey like 1950s news uh-huh. news menu like the short small hats that news people in the like Clark Kent and Superman wears like the classic news. Hey, I'm a news guy, guy. That guy. Uh-huh. And and I just put on my suspenders, pull my jeans all the way up to my waist, and uh, and roll my jeans up so you can see my socks. That's the news. I'm like being a newsy, you know. Yeah, we're like a news guy. So tell yeah. tell tell the audience about extra, our guest. Extra, extra. What? Tell the audience about our guest. Oh, uh, so we got uh, Anthony Wright on, uh, the former University of Michigan and University of Toledo basketball player. Ant, how's it going, man? Do you lose him? I don't know. Did he mute himself? Is he on mute? Maybe he's on his own mute. Maybe he just listened to you talk for two minutes. And yeah, he's like, like nah, I'm bro. I'm, I'm out, out of here, here man. <laughs> Can you hear me? Now we got yes. you. Yep, I got I thought- candy corn stuck in my teeth, and then I, I like went to my camera to like see like where it was. I mean, you know it's the official start of Halloween when you have candy corn stuck in your teeth. Is that your go-to Halloween candy? I love Reese's. I love Snickers. Um, but I have like a big bowl of candy corn in the middle of my uh, kitchen aisle. That I just pick mm-hmm. at, just yeah. I almost want to just like eliminate you from this conversation automatically because candy corn <laughs> is just horrific. It is literally the worst candy ever made, and we've done it's like 50 50, man. Like, either you love it or you hate it, you know. And then I love the it, middle who like pick at it a little bit. On a previous episode, we rated Halloween candy and the best candies out there, and yeah, candy corn is by far the worst. I, I will honestly take, and, I, and I've said this on shows before, but just so you know, and I will, I will go into the stores. And be a, I think of myself as a hero, and I take candy and put it in front of the candy corn because I'm trying to just do my part <laughs> to not have anybody have to have candy corn. Did you know if you arrange them, if you like arrange the kernels in a circle, uh, it actually looks like a corn in the cob? It's so good. No, it's so terrible. Good. It's I terrible. just threw that in your lap to see where you where it would go. But you can't um, have like you can't have too much though. Like stomach will get messed up. But if you like grab like 20 of them with like two pumpkin ones, oh. Oh, the pumpkin. Oh, don't even get me started oh, on the pumpkin God, ones. This is, just, this is a terrible start to this. Oh, so my gosh. Good. The pumpkin ones are good. Man. Hey, Ann, how do you feel about peeps? Hell no, man. No, 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 no. No peeps. I'm Peeps are good, man. I peeps love are good. marshmallows, but peeps are like the biggest waste of space. Okay, but have you ever microwaved a peep for like fi- oh, between God. five and ten seconds? It gets big and it gets like fluffy and warm. Oh, my oh. God. I'm nauseous. Yeah, I, that'd be my dream. No, you, you were, Sham, you were really trying to just, like, build the, hey, buddy, right there. And then he, yeah. you're like, you like peeps? And he was like, nope. And you were like, nope. That oh, ended quickly. Uh, so, you know, we start out with clown stuff, but um, we actually have some interesting stuff we want to talk to you about. Um, yep. So just to give the audience some history, you played at Michigan. You transferred to Toledo. And I assume you played basketball before that. So in all of the AAU circuits, all of the little, little league basketball, Big Ten games, MAC games you played, who's the one player who smells the worst? Smells the worst? Jesus, man. Man. Yeah, who's that? No, there's always that one guy, right? If you go to the pickup course, there's always that one guy who's like, damn, this guy's sweaty, smelly, We were going like, to be an investigative journalist on this segment, and you just started it with who smells the worst. Outstanding, champ. I'll say this. Probably everyone when we went to Spain. Oh, really? What happened in Spain? So my sophomore year in high school, I'm at Oak Hill Academy, and you know we have Rondo and Josh Smith and all these other high division one guys and um we went undefeated on the year uh during christmas we went to hawaii um won that tournament came home 
and um, and chilled out for like two or three days, then flew out to Spain for another tournament. Um, they don't use deodorant over there. So all these Spain dudes were out there just musty. The team from Russia, super musty. I mean, <laughs> everybody was musty. And they were smoking in the in the uh, stands watching the game. Um, so the place was like sm- kind of smoke-filled <laughs> with these musty players. Because they, they don't use deodorant. Yeah, we won. We beat every team by like 30-plus. We played in... Uh, Things like Barcelona, I think we went. So that's awesome. It was pretty dope, man. Um, you know uh, Sergio Rodriguez. Yeah, of course. We played him when he was in high school, and uh, Erado dropped like fifty and twenty six assists on him, or something crazy like that. <laughs> wow! <laughs> like he busted his tail. Like he busted him up. Like yo, know, like people were like hyping up this uh, Sergio cat. So Rondo took that to heart. And he just went at his head like it was ugly stuff. Now, did Rondo have a three point shot back then, or it was still that's suspect? come on, Sham? Like, well, I'm just asking. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So you have to know that like a lot of these guys in the NBA who struggle shooting shooting threes, you know, in high school, there's literally no pressure. So these guys were shooting. I mean, shoot, there's a there's a clip up of Rondo doing a fake behind the back pass to me, and then just shooting a fadeaway from like 26. When you're up by 40, I mean, you kind of, there's no pressure. Right. You can just let it fly. Let it fly, and you're confident. If you miss, so what? If you make it, it looks good. So, like, out of all those people, uh, who is, like, the toughest to guard? I mean, you got to note that, you know, in high school, let me see, I, you know, we had Rondo, we had Josh Smith, um, you know, we had, like, uh, Katie my junior year. So oh, wow. Durant was there. Um you know, Jamon Gordon was really good. Eric Davendorf was a, a clown, but he was you know, good. <laughs> we had Nolan Smith and Ty Lawson and Mike Beasley and, and all those guys. But the hardest player that I've ever played against uh, was probably Monte Ellis. Oh, wow. Um, oh, that dude, that dude used to cook. Man. Yeah, he was crazy. Dude, in high school, oh, my God. Like, played him, played him in back-to-back years, and um, he had, like, we had to call timeout when he had 48 points with three minutes left. Wow. And the coach called timeout just to tell us that MF or better not get 50 or else it's going to be all over ESP, ESPN. So mm-hmm. we like double trained him and, tra- and trapped him and all that stuff. But he ended up with, with 48. Um, Monte Ellis, by far one of the toughest dudes that I've ever played against. You know, 6'3", 6'4", can, can handle it. Um, he's, he's more of your modern guard. He's more of your modern guard, but we didn't really see that type of player back in like the mid two thousands. Um, but now, like there's there's a, a lot of. So we have Anthony Wright on, a former University of Michigan, University of Toledo basketball player, played at Oak Hill uh, with a bunch of NBA former NBA superstars. Uh, so very excited to have him on. Yeah, I mean when I, when I you know heard you were going to come on with us, I was really excited. But I I was really really excited, man, because I I think the the college athlete, the student athlete, I'm doing air quotes right now. That whole thing is really fascinating to people that haven't been in that in that thing. You you've kind of, you know, I guess you could you could say you've really kind of swam in the student athlete stream. My first question or the question that popped into my head, um, you know, Sham is a Miami Hurricane. I'm a USC Trojan. Um, our programs have kind of probably been the biggest players in scandal in the last 20 years. I know it's a general question, but you know, I kind of was wondering your two cents on you know, both of our scandals and kind of the, the punishments that followed? When it comes to USC, I mean, 
you have to understand that this stuff happens in more places um, than you guys think. Um, and it's not only the big players. It's some of the medium middle guys, too. Um, I've seen it firsthand. So, <laughs> so it happens at all levels. So that's what we have to kind of you have to understand first. Um, when it comes to the penalties for it, I mean, you have to get the bag men who <laughs> know what they're doing, first of all. It sucks for the institution because usually guys aren't – they're not caught in the act. It's always a few years down the line. And those players who are there um, get the raw deal. I just don't like how they penalize the current players uh, for something that happened like 10, 15 years ago. I don't think that's right. If you look at Amaker and what happened with you know, the University of Michigan, you have guys who got in trouble um, you know, years prior, but then you hurt Amaker's teams where he's out of scallies, you know, you know, you you just can't can't recruit the same. Is this more of a like a pay to play question, or just more of like an is it fair question? Well, no, I mean you kind of answered where where my kind the point of my question because I was kind of you know gonna I was kind of more asking and I and I can speak from my end from SC with the situation with Reggie Bush and then. You're talking about kids, you know, six, seven years down the line. I mean, we, we were playing football games with 40 players at one point, you know, and, and these are right. kids that had nothing to do with that. And so, right. you know, I was kind of asking you as somebody who has internally been that college athlete who that was kind of my thing. What do you make of the things? Do you think the punishments were fair? Do you? It's not fair because you're punishing you're punishing the program. And unfortunately, the collateral is you're punishing people now who had nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? It's like if if I'm not making payments on my home right now, and it and it you know for and it forecloses. In ten years, a family is here, and someone comes by and say, "Whoa, this home foreclosed. Therefore, you have to move out within two weeks." Like that's not my issue. Yeah, but it happened at this home. Yeah, but that's not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're like you're you're sending people to jail for something that someone else did. Just because you guys wore the exact same clothes five years later, like right. I don't like that part. I think they could. I think they can hurt the institutional a lot more. Um, I don't think money will do it. Like finding, you know, finding, you know, when it comes to money, these schools have a lot, <laughs> have a lot of money. Okay, finding a school is probably the the like the lowest punishment that you can get once you start taking away scholarships that hurts but then we go back to you're taking away scholarships from a kid who is who that's going to affect the junior or senior in high school so what what is the solution then if 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 these benefits are being thrown around and people who are getting punished are people that weren't really involved in the scandal at all like like the miami hurricanes they had that huge scandal in the in the late 2000s but it wasn't until i was in school and the you know in the 2010s that uh, they were talking about bowl bans and uh, you know the death penalty for the program and and things like that and that's yeah. not and like you know like you said it that it's not fair so what what's the solution then well that's the part that sucks and the NCAA has done a decent job of um, of helping the kids out by saying hey look this is coming down so we're gonna allow you to transfer out without sitting out of here I mean that's the best thing you can do because mm-hmm. then you're giving the kids an option. Okay, okay, you can stay here, but understand, this is what's coming to you. They give the option, kind of like what happened with Penn State and Sandusky. They told 
a bunch of kids like, hey, you can you can, you know, leave and you won't have to sit out and you can go wherever you want. Um, but if you stay, just know that, you know, so some of this, you know, this stuff will di- directly impact you. So, I mean, on that same note, like, you know, I'm I'm sure while you were in school or going through the whole wooing process of, of various schools, like I'm, I'm sure things were offered to you that. Well, you being at Michigan, especially a school that's that's kind of had some stuff. They've been in some some murky water. I mean, that's that's super fascinating. Come from Michigan. I mean, have you did any of this stuff hit you? Did you see anything that you know that was offered to other players? Never happened to me. Uh, never, ha- you know, didn't happen to like a lot of the people that I knew. But you got to know that, like, also the shoe companies too. When uh, we're at Oak Hill, you we would walk in one day and. Sometimes our lockers are completely empty. Some days we walk in, we have new gear. We have, you know, one or two pairs of new shoes that don't come out yet. And, you know, I'll have like two shoe boxes in mine. Um, you know, Casey Rivers will have a couple of boxes in his. Then you look over at like Josh's and Rajon's. They got five or six boxes in there. Wow. That's so crazy. I'm like, oh, y'all try to woo them like. Try to woo me. Try to woo your boy. Your boy <laughs> needs Jordans. What do you mean? <laughs> so um, they would try to woo them. Uh, hopefully, having them wear their gear when you know when they're in the NBA. So after that point, like, like, like I'm sure there were plenty of schools that reached out to you in in a legal way, like without impermissible benefits, whatever. But why why did you choose Michigan over any other school that was that was kind of trying to woo you? Um, a couple of reasons. So. I liked Michigan over the over my other options because there was there was a basketball history is one that I that uh, I really liked. I liked that it was a public school, and I liked that you know it was a huge it was a huge population there. Uh, not every school has that. If you look at like Duke, Duke has like fourteen fifteen thousand kids. You look at um, a school like like Wake Forest or a lot of these schools are so little. Um, that you don't even, like Notre Dame is like eight or nine thousand. Like, like why would you want to go to like a really big high school as your college? Like that's mm. ugh. no, like that just turned me com- completely off. And that's and that's probably be me being being at Oak Hill, where we have one hundred fifty kids. Yeah, we traveled all over the place, but our school was very very small. I just really liked. Um, like you know that and the way that my coaches reacted to the offer was something different you know they'll come and say they'll be like hey someone so offered you like oh okay cool when Michigan offered he, they like pulled the vans over because Michigan had come to watch that game head coach came to our van opened our van and said hey Michigan just offered you the assistant coach who was driving the van turned around and said like what the F are you waiting for <laughs> For me, man, the, the what you just said kind of strikes a chord for me. Um, being a being a USC guy, and you know, I was just out there last weekend, and and it was the first time that Reggie Bush had been in in the Coliseum since he played football there. Really, um, I don't know if he was right. ever there for the Saints or for the Dolphins or Lions or whatever, but as a you know, as a college football for a college football events, the first time he's been in the in in the Coliseum, and this is a guy that you know 
our biggest players since Reggie Bush have been there, have said, you know, hey, we came, we came because of Reggie. And, right. and, you know, our school, I mean, you know, we had players lining up after the game that wanted to meet Reggie, and our compliance department is pulling them away. And from, they didn't let them. Right. And, and so with you mentioning, hey, the history of Michigan and, and some of the things they did before and you not being – you're not 18, but you're not, you know, you're not a 45-year-old. So my question for you from that standpoint is do you think that that still is with these new kids, the history, the players that had played there, you know, even if it's been, you know, a decade or something, something back, do you think that's still playing a huge role for these kids in their decision-making? That's pretty interesting. Um and this is going to sound wild, but if you really look look at it, and it makes sense. Um, I think kids are hip, more hip now than they were 10 years ago. And I think they were more hip now than they were 20 years ago. Why do you think that is? I would think just internet and availability of, of YouTube. and Boom. Internet, media, YouTube, Twitter, all of these. There's so much information out there, bro. Like, like they have instant access today like 10 years ago did they have that access they did but they didn't have it on their phone like they had to go to a computer if they had it on their phone it was super slow connection or it cost money right so they had to go somewhere and pull it up themselves like they weren't getting they didn't have you know like you know 90 sports clips on twitter posting a bunch of really cool stuff on like michael irvin dancing in the end zone like like twerking and all this like they didn't have that right you know what i mean like i, I didn't even know about the u until that thing came out as crazy as that as crazy as, as that is um a lot of people didn't really know they knew about the fab five but they didn't know know about the fab fab five until that until that doc came out in 2011 right you know what i mean like it's now registering where you know 30 for 30s come up and you have all these people reminding them now on Twitter and Facebook, like, look, this is how great we were. You can do this same thing. Look at this atmosphere we used to have. You you can turn this around. Anthony Wright with us. Uh, he played ball at Michigan and University of Toledo. Fascinating conversation. Um, the obvious, you know, elephant in the room question that, that Sham and I kind of, uh, you know, this was one of the first questions when we talked about talking to you. And, and it's been, you know, a big story recently with Tim Tebow commenting on, um, ca- well, let's back up. California passed a law where players are able to, or college, uh, student athletes are able to get paid off their likeness. Tim Tebow responded saying ca- college athletes shouldn't be, get paid. Uh, he spoke from his point of view, kind of based on his experience. Um, I, you know, two, it's a kind of a two question thing here. Um you know, should athletes get paid is obviously the, the overall thing in your opinion, but also kind of what did you make of Tebow's comments? First of all, the whole, the whole, you know, Tebow thing, I, you know, you have to one, listen to it. And then two, you have to listen to people talking about it from different perspectives. Um, I think it was a soundbite. Um, you got to listen to the whole thing, um, is one, uh, you know, Two, you also have to realize that not every athlete fits under the same umbrella. Uh, not every athlete comes from the same background. And, you know, this kid over here isn't complaining about it. Why? Because he has two working parents in the home and he can ask for five, six hundred bucks if need be. Um, this guy over here, maybe single parent household and that single parent doesn't make much. 
you can't just ask your parents for a few hundred bucks because they just, you know, they just don't have it. I think a lot of that group is saying a lot, and it's definitely been getting louder and louder for the past several years. But I think the wrong argument is being, is you know, is being addressed. Should athletes get paid? First of all, they already get paid. They get paid not only through, we're not talking about the scholarships or the books and all that stuff. They get paid checks per month and they get paid um, the cost of attendance on top of that per month. So they get a check every single month over and over and over as long as they're still in school on top of that. The low-income kids, um, really easy to get is a Pell Grant once a semester, usually around five Gs, um, once a once a semester. So they're getting, you know, ten grand on top of that over the course of eight months. Then another two grand per month uh, throughout throughout the year. That drops by about forty percent in the in the summertime. Because you're not taking a full 12 plus credit, you're only taking, you know, four or five or six. You know, should they get more? Maybe. Should they be able to have access to it while they're in college? Um, I think that should be a case by case basis. Do I think that these kids, these student athletes, should should be getting a hundred grand um, to use their likeness? No, <laughs> no, because they're going to lose that money so quick. I mean, you know who got Pell Grants at the school based on who got new rims. Man, it's such a, and that's such a, it's a very broad question. Um, I, I could talk about this all day, hmm. literally. Like, it's like, a, it's a pet peeve of mine when someone says that. Like, it's very irresponsible when these talking heads say, should they get paid? They already get paid. It's, should they get paid more? And are they getting paid for their likeness? And then, who is going to police this? Like, if I have a recruit coming in and I'm bringing the owner of the biggest Ford, you know, car salesman person um, along with us on the visit, and this guy goes, hey, if you come here, I'll give you 500 grand just to be in one of my commercials. That's basically legal, like, you know, legal booster is going to come in and it's going to be a crazy thing. It's gonna open so it's gonna open up Pandora's box of problems, and I love chaos. So if they want to go that route, <laughs> please go that route. But I think like the one the one argument back is that the NCAA is making billions of dollars off of these athletes, and they're really not getting paid. When you look at the distribution and the disparity and 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 how much money is being generated compared to how much, because athletes are the ones that are in in the end generating that money. And say like, you know, you're an athlete that gets hurt. And you get hurt in a career-ending way, uh, you know, playing football or something, and you go through your junior and senior year uh, and get hurt, and you've already given three to four years of your of your body and your life at, at you know into a sport that's generated billions off your back. How do you justify that? How do you tell that player now, like, okay, I can't give you more than what you've already got. Sorry, like your career is pretty much over. I've also I've also said if you do go that route. Put it into a trust where they can touch the money at a certain age, whether it's 25, 26, 20, 27, when they know what they're doing with that money. That's all I'm saying. If you give it to them while they're in school, you are, I mean, 
It's going to be so bad. It's going to be so and that's bad. Fair. And I'm, and, and again, I love chaos. So please do it. But at the end of the day, put it in a trust because that's going to help them out. And, you know, have it so if they could touch that 25, they have to take mandatory financial classes that you have to go through like a six hour class or a one week class leading up to getting that money. Like something like that. Something like that. It's a fascinating discussion either way. Uh, Anthony Wright. I uh, played ball at Michigan, uh, Toledo. Thank you for uh, coming on with us. Let the people know where they can follow you because, you know, this is a lot of – this is really interesting content. And like I said at the beginning, I think the, the and thing – And it's a good follow on Twitter. Right, and I, and I think the biggest thing that's, that's fascinating, especially in 2019, is the – you know, you can kind of speak from the inside. You've done this. You play this. I think a lot of it – even Sham and I just, you know, kind of – it's kind gas of, bags. Yeah, I mean, we're, we didn't play inside that. So so let the people know on, on social media where they can follow you. I have heavy engagement. Like, I talk to pretty much anyone. Um, so if you tweet me or tweet at me, whether it's a, a question, a comment, I usually get back to you. Um, I'm on Twitter at um, It's Ant Right. I-T-S-A-N-T-W-R-I-G-H-T. Two guys. Hey, Keith, this is Sham. And a goose. This is the Two Gods and a Goose Show. All right, you know how we end each and every show. It is my dad's favorite segment. It is called Ask Sham. We haven't done this for two months, Sham. Do you remember how this goes? I do, and I'm stretched and ready. Hit that intro. Yes, ma'am. It's time for Ask Sham. Question number one. Can you have an opinion on Michael Jordan if you're under 21, Sham? Yes, you can. That Michael Jordan is a failed basketball owner. The Bucks were fined $50,000 for talk of extending Giannis. Uh, thoughts on that, Sham? What the buck? There have been 6,550 home runs hit in Major League Baseball this year. Are the balls juiced, Sham? The balls and the players are both juiced. Juice them up, baby. Should the Washington NFL team be playing Dwayne Haskins? The Washington racial slurs should be playing Dwayne Haskins over whoever the heck is their quarterback right now. Uh, Two people, zero aliens, were arrested at the Storm Area 51 event in Nevada. Thoughts, Sham? It's all a hoax. Uh, The Brody at Hokey Drew asked, is the U back? The U is back to their 1970s self. Uh, Is LaMelo Ball going to be the number one pick, Sham? LaMelo Ball is going to be the number one pick just like his brother. Oh, wait. Uh, Our buddy at Lance Dahl asked... Uh, how can he know if the girl he's living with likes him, Sham? She's obviously got to like him if they're if they've moved in together and they have a life together. She's clearly interested. Go for it, Lance. Uh, Lenny Kravis tweeted this weekend that he lost his sunglasses after a show in L.A., prompting the creation, of course, of at Kravitz Glasses Twitter account. What should Lenny do, Sham? Who's Larry Kravitz? Uh, what did you think of the new trailer for Frozen 2? I'm more of a Frozen 1 kind of guy. I'm all about the Ella. I love that show. I love that movie. It has a lot of good music. I love it. Frozen 2, gonna be a bust. A classic Ferrari worth $2 million was stolen at a test track. What the hell, Sham? How do you lose a classic Ferrari worth $2 million? You just drive that shit away. The highly anticipated dark theme option for Gmail is now rolling out to Android and iOS users. Are you excited, Sham? I've always been a dark-themed guy. I love dark women. I love dark everything. Uh, That is AskSham, hashtag AskSham on Twitter. That is the episode. Thank you to Anthony Wright. Uh, Thoughts? Top 10 in season two.